Hey, um, this is the special uh, ASMR edition of the announcements. Welcome to the Praise Down, by the way. My name's Heath Huffman. My name's Alex Sanchez. And uh, we're, we're just going to get right to it. But first, I've got a, uh, I've got a few things to share with you. I just got to get my, get my notes straight. It's, it's in here somewhere. Ah, uh, yes, right here, right here. Uh, Good Trash Media February Patreon content is now on the web. So uh, if you want to get access to that content, go on over to www.patreon.com slash GTM. That's uh, GTM for good, T for trash, M for media. I believe the uh, the next announcement's on the next page. I think you're going to have to turn the page for that. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Bonus content includes things such as uh, Fired Up in Pop Culture. I'm actually on the February edition of Fired Up in Pop Culture. You can, uh, you can tune in and hear me talking about the, the types of pop culture I'm ingesting in 2018. February edition. You can also, you can also give to Patreon and get the episode where they, where the good trash, genre cast boys, discuss Heather's with former guest Kirsten Thurpleson. Now, Alex, doesn't that sound? It sounds amazing. Also, in the meatscape, I have comedy shows. I'm on the show Is This Anything? That's Friday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. at The Root. On February 28th at 8 o'clock, I'm doing a feature stand-up comedy set and a poetry mic. And that's at, uh, that's red, that's at red Dirt Poetry at Sauced on Paseo. Paseo. Now, Keith, what time does that start? The show starts at eight o'clock. Uh-huh. There will be a um, there will be a few performers mm-hmm. before me. I call them my openers because I'm a bit of a jag. <laughs> but then I will be doing thirty minutes of comedy. 30 minutes of mediocre to good comedy. That's just the range I'm looking for. Let me see if there we've got any any more. Uh, that got to be something else. That's actually all the announcements we have. Uh, there's, uh, I believe there's one more. Oh, correct. Um, Alex, I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, Alex, would you like to discuss? Uh, I would. <clears throat> so uh, you're going to want to be on the lookout for, at some point, we don't have a schedule for this yet, but at some point we will be live streaming ourselves, listening to Suvian Stevens and crying. Uh, we will be wearing pajamas and long floppy sleepy hats. We will be drinking wine. And we will be eating ice cream, and this will be live streamed somewhere on the web, potentially Facebook, Facebook, potentially Why? Twitch, 
twitch.com potentially uh, some excuse, sort of excuse me alex that's uh, twitch.tv twitch.tv and uh, you know get we, we will open this up to guests uh, guests are welcome uh, but only with the proper attire of pajamas and long sleepy hats and giant t-shirts huge t-shirts are allowed uh, novelty slippers are preferable shaped like some kind of animal or animal paw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that sounds good all that sounds good to me I accept excellent now that that is truly all of the announcements we have we hope you enjoyed this uh, special ASMR edition of Praise Down Announcements now please enjoy the episode the praise down i'm here to i'm here to praise it and chew gum and i and all my gum and i'm allergic to gum let's do this i'm heath huffman i'm alex sanchez you know us already but if you don't i'm heath huffman and i'm alex sanchez it's nice to meet you uh we're talking today with a with another local comedian uh and a uh and a law school attender yeah poet poet yeah Victoria Batista, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Good. It's it's good to see you. I don't see you very often. It's true. Yeah, I'm in law school. We don't really see people anymore. Either. Yeah. Just kind of money. Right. See money and law. And power. And power. <laughs> Just power moves everywhere. <laughs> That's good. That's how, what we got. Let's let's get right into it. Um let's do it. Talk in the walk. Talk in the walk. Our first segment is called Talk in the Walk. Victoria. How's your walk? Uh, the, the walk is at a crossroads right now. You, you caught me at a very interesting time in my life. Thank God. Bring it, bring it on. Uh, I I wouldn't thank God. I would probably thank like tumultuous personal, personal, uh, experiences over the last few months that have uh, have brought me to a crossroads of, of wondering, uh, whether Catholicism is for me, um, whether going to church is for me, but overall, uh, I'm Catholic, was raised Roman Catholic. Um, went to Catholic school for three years when I was living overseas and where, uh, in the Philippines. So, uh, cool. (laughs) Cool. Uh, so when I was living overseas, um, I was in a Catholic school, got super into Catholicism, came back, was still super into Catholicism. I've attended church like Mm -hmm. every Sunday or like Saturday for like us lazy Catholics, um, for the last like, what, 15 20 years now and that still continues to this day through the tumult yes sort of yeah you're starting to you're starting to get spotty it it doesn't really count if you fall asleep during the homophobic homily Uh, no now i I want to see my least favorite harry potter book let's go all (laughs) the way back i uh i i did stop doing portmanteau that's my new year's resolution is no portmanteaus Mm-hmm. So I want you to know how Homo hard. I, I just I, I'm not even going to try. 
because of my resolution, but there is a portmanteau to be made of homophobic and homily. I will we'll respect <laughs> your resolution. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So were you one of those uh, churchgoers from negative nine months? Were you, like, born in it? Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm a cradle Catholic. Cool. It's a, it's a fun time, yeah. Uh, I actually grew up in Oklahoma, though. I was born in New York, but moved to Oklahoma when I was about... Uh, a year old, and everyone mm. around me in the panhandle um, was Baptist. And so mm. by, I think, I think it's the fourth grade when I was, sur- I went to a Baptist private school and everybody said that Catholics were just bad Christians who worshipped multiple gods yeah. and drank too much wine. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm fully in this now. I'm just going to keep <laughs> trucking along. Yeah. Uh, First of all, badass. Even <laughs> if that was true, badass. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, Baptists will say things that would be totally awesome if they were true, right? A hundred percent. Think about yeah. like the Hindu level number of gods that we would have. It's like saints. But they've all got names like Anthony. Like that's uh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Brian. Saint Ambrosius is the patron saint of lawyers. Um, which means that guy's got a ton of crazy stuff happening in his life. Yeah. He was a part of a Catholic church. Um, I think overthrew uh, or attempted to overthrow a Roman emperor. Definitely like was had a hand in like murdering a pope. Um, just tons of shady stuff. Whoa. And he became uh, a saint. So I'm just saying there's a lot of fun stories mm-hmm. underlying. See, that's. Yeah. That's what I like so much about Catholicism <laughs> is the fucking extended universe that it sets up. The Star Wars novels that you get yep, with yep. Catholicism. It's so good. You're telling me there was a crime saint? Oh, there are multiple crime saints, Tell us actually. about the crime saints. So um, so there's the patron saint of thieves. I can't remember what his name Why? is. Why? Sorry, go on. Well, because everybody needs a patron saint. Um. I Honestly, like yeah. that. Everybody Who's, gets one. Is there a patron saint of podcasters? <laughs> My question to you is who is the whitest saint? And you will have your answer. <laughs> well, we don't know the saints. You saint to- Brian. <laughs> saint Jesse Thorne. There it is. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of extended universe that I really like. Yes, Jill? Yeah, oh, right, yeah. I keep hitting wow. it. It's okay. The, the patron saint of thieves is Saint Nick himself. I, isn't he saint also Nick. the patron saint of prostitutes? From Google. St. Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, and students. Everybody gets a patron saint. Everybody actually usually gets like one or two because you also have the country that you're from because there are patron saints for every single country. So the patron saint of the United States usually is considered Elizabeth Ann Seton, who who I am named after because her Mm -hmm. feast day is on January 4th, which is also my birthday. Nice. Which January is today. Be with Hello. You. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Happy January birthday. 4th be with you. It doesn't yeah. work as well. I, I've tried to good. make <laughs> the joke for like 23 years. It's never worked. 
I think it's working. It's great. working right now. It's yeah. working real good. Nice. Uh, also, uh, there's not a patron saint of podcasters. There's a Patreon saint of podcasters. Ah! I think my spleen just vacated my body. Sorry again for getting off topic. <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. Shit, that was good. Oh, um, wow. Hang on. Hang on. Jill's doing a lot of work over here. Isidore of Seville, the patron saint of the internet, is Isidore of Seville, who tried to record everything ever known. In 1997, Pope John Paul II declared Isidore of Seville the patron saint of the internet. John Paul, you did it again. JP2 <laughs> knows that the internet was never just going to be a fad. That Whoa. man could forecast Facebook. He was the, he was the Steve Jobs of the church. It, the Mark Zuckerberg of Catholicism. <laughs> Wow. Including giving away our, our, our information to the Russians. That's how... <laughs> how do you think the Iron Curtain came down? Is that true? No, not Oh, really. man. See, you could tell me <laughs> anything we are about the Catholic Church. We are in the palm of your hands yeah, right you, now. We, yeah. Please exercise responsibility and stewardship with our soft brains. I told you... <laughs> Okay, I was gonna say something snarky, but you know what? That was that was earnest enough that I will, I will exercise that restraint. I secretly hope you only fuck with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too, but less uh, secretly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, lots of weird stories in the Catholic Church. I've always appreciated that. Um, so like my saint, like my uh, confirmed name is Maria. Isabella Victoria Magdalena Bautista because I really wanted that crazy prostitute that almost got stoned to death. Yeah. Mary Magdalene. She's my homegirl and she's a, she's a saint that I chose at the age of like uh, probably 12. So what, she almost OD'd on pot? <laughs> yeah, just too high. Too high. Insane. <laughs> Blazed it too hard. Ex extremely respectable and I get why she's a saint. <laughs> She really achieved new heights. <laughs> new heights. She ascended. All right. We, <laughs> we have got to interview. Yeah, we got to. Um, I so, think this is going great. No, it is. It is. It's going It absolutely is. It is going wonderfully. Blaze um, it. Praise it. Why not both? Yeah. Um, so in this Baptist private school, mm -hmm. how long did you do that and how awful was it? Okay, so I, I will say that going to a Baptist private school was not terrible. It was just a different situation than I was used to. Mm -hmm. um, so growing up in a town like I did, Guymon, Oklahoma only has um, only had like 10,000 people. It's up to 15,000 uh, at this point. Oh, hell yeah. We've got a super Walmart. People in Guymon are fucking... <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a uh, migration oh, okay. from well, from Mexico. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're fucking. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. I, I love the fuck positive angle this podcast has taken in recent episodes. Sex positive. Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> always. Always. Yeah. yeah. If if uh, Papa Francisco can be sex positive, so can you. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. That's true. Um, is, that, is that new Pope's name? Uh Pope Francis. Papa oh, okay, Francisco. I gotcha. I follow his Latin Twitter as well as his English Twitter because as a law student, I figured that my own pretension has to grow. 
That's so what he tweets in Latin? Yeah. Oh, he shit. He actually tweets in all languages, but he personally tweets in Latin, Spanish, and English. And then it's translated across all languages. Okay, well, I'm going to follow that oh, right 100%. now. What's, what's the name of the, the, la- the, Twitter's, the Pope's Latin Twitter account? Papa Franciscus, I think. Okay. I believe in you. But yeah, so I went to um, I went to a Baptist school for two years. Mm. I started off in like a hippy dippy Montessori school that just let me like wander around and learn about planets, um, which was great. But when I hit fourth grade, they decided to my parents decided to send me to this private school that my sister had been going to. It was a small Baptist school, um, and I don't want to respecting the anonymity of that school. Let's just call yeah, it uh, Borthridge Christian School. Okay. Yeah, there's got to be a million of those. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Borthridge Christian School. Um, and so I was there for two years, fourth and fifth grade. Mm. And right after that, I transferred to Catholic school in the Philippines. Um, but that is where I learned about good old CCM, Christian Contemporary oh, Music. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you dive in hard to it? Only because um, the only during our study periods, there were only like five ten kids in my class so during our study periods they'd let us play some music and the only music that we were allowed to listen to was music that could slip in the lord kind of covertly mm-hmm. and so that's that's how i got into it i have a lot of old wow that's christian music cds 2000 yeah. oh yeah it sounds so sarcastic now wow wow, wow that's, that's christian music <laughs> wow 2007 <laughs> Found it. I when you realize that the only reason they call it wow, it doesn't like spell out anything Mm -mm. like world of uh, worship or whatever. (laughs) It which would have been way better. It's just like let's let's figure out a spinoff of now. Mm -hmm. So wow, that's what I call Christian music. (laughs) Is the full title of that series, and I have like. Did they get away with the that's what I call? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Sorry. I, it's good. I just opened up Spotify to eventually pull up some Anne Berlin, mm-hmm. and the last thing I was listening to was the Monster Mash. Good. And I didn't realize until just now that the there's a whole rest of that album of monster-themed songs. We don't have to get into it right now. But I think that's another episode just yeah. for, like, the future. There's one called Agreed. The Transylvania Twist, one called Sinister Stomp, one called Irresistible Igor. All right, we'll go on. Is there a waltz? I just really like ballroom there's, dancing. There's the monster minuet. Ooh, I could I could minuet. I yeah. could minuet. These are the names of all of the spells I know. Scully, gully, <laughs> blood bank blues. I only <clears throat> learned uh, spells after Baptist school. Actually, uh, oh. my sister used to teach me this trick where if you just got the um, book sleeve of a book that's acceptable and then put it around Harry Potter, you could bring it to school whenever you wanted. Yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. how Catholics do Baptist school. Oh, baby. It's good. That's do so... Catholics have less of a problem with Harry Potter than Baptists oh, 100%. Do? Is it because Catholicism is, in general, more mystical? I honestly think it's because Catholicism has so many other problems to worry about that they just let so many other things slide. Wow. It's just like... You could focus on being, like, super homophobic, or mm. you could deal with child poverty and starvation. Right. So, like, the the whole, like, calculus yeah. kind of shifts depending on who's in the church at the time. And when Harry Potter was coming out, that was 
John Paul II, I yeah. believe. JP2. JP2. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So JP2 was in office, sure. papal office. And I think, like, at that point, he was just like, I dealt with the Cold War, and now you want me <laughs> to say, no wizards. I feel like he just wouldn't jive with that. So. It's crazy. When Harry Potter came out in my Baptist church, we looked around and we didn't see like child poverty or starvation anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It just like, <laughs> is your kid starving? Pfft, no. Well, <laughs> let's be scared of this book. It truly, it, it's, it, yeah, it's inventing problems because you don't, you've never experienced anything bad. We also did like the Spanish Inquisition and like the Crusades. So we did a lot of witch killing and we were like, Let's not repeat an old episode. Sit this one New out. New content. <laughs> New content every week. Catholic Church. Let's like keep that. this series moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do any nostalgia. Let's not do clip shows. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a bottle episode. We're not. Right. We're not doing this. We don't need to bring back Tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> or Cybermen or whatever your nerd reference of choice is, listener. I also think that because of things like the Crusades and the Inquisition, Someone just, like, sat the Catholic Church down and made them promise to chill. It didn't work, though. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's that's one thing that I've had to just reconcile myself with uh, is the idea that the Catholic Church has done so many awful things, mm. like, dating back hundreds of years and dating back to, like, 30 years ago with the whole, like, child mm -hmm. sex abuse scandal, which mm -hmm. was a huge, like... It was a huge, like, scandal. I don't know. Yeah. It made a huge impression on my life uh, as a young Catholic person. Yeah. Child, baby, person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, because from then on, when anybody mentions Catholicism in a room full of non-Catholics, it's, oh, you mean the, you mean those the ones? The kid diddlers? You the kid the diddlers? You mean the diddlers? Those, uh, those, uh, those, I oh, can't think of one. Yeah, there's not a good way to say it. Those it's really deadly Kong racers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. It was super weird. Um, but when I transferred to um, a school in the Philippines called St. Scholastica's Academy, it's a Catholic school. Um, I really loved it, and they kind of taught me how to be one with the Lord and how to use Mass as a as a form of meditation rather than as a... Here, you sit down and you listen to a sermon and then you sing kumbaya with other people. Because Catholicism is far more about just kind of sitting there and contemplating mm -hmm. rather than, like, joining in community. We have one part huh. that's called communion and it's literally just eating by yourself and then sitting down and praying. Huh. You shake other people's hands when it's just, like, the peace. You don't introduce yeah. yourself. You just say, peace be with you. And you respond, and with your spirit. And that's it. You don't get to know really people in your church. Huh. You just kind of like go. That seems kind of okay. I love to it. Me, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it. So there's how much group singing is there? I mean, it. It depends on the church that you go to because most mm -hmm. of the time, um, masses will just hire a choir to sing or like have a choir or like hire singers and musicians um, and so you can not, sing along it's not member oh okay you can sing along but like you don't have to that's not a requisite 
Okay. Is yep. it even encouraged, or is it just something that sort of happens or doesn't? They give you a hymnal, and that's pretty much all the encouragement. Huh. So you never had any prominent run-ins with, say, Satan? youth group rock star boys. Oh, no. Um, so we did have, like, vacation Bible school, that oh, yeah. whole sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, and we did have youth groups. It's just... I never wanted to be a part of them necessarily. Mm. I did run vacation Bible school for a couple of years. I was a teacher when I was way too young to be a teacher, but they Oh yeah, they love doing that oof. in the church. Yeah. How how young are we talking? Like twelve? I'm talking twelve, yeah. thirteen. That's when you that's when you do it. They're like, Okay, now you kid Teach take care of this smaller kid. Yeah. But what was kind of interesting and strange is that they let me teach whatever I wanted. So one time a kid came in to class and just said, hey, I saw this prominent um, figure come out as gay. I think it was Anderson Cooper. Sure. Yeah, around that time. And uh, it's like, isn't that wrong? And I said, is it bothering you? Is it bothering anyone? I understand that we've got like Leviticus that says don't lay with another man, but we're Christians for a reason. The Torah is not the only thing that we read in the Bible. What we focus more on is the practice of, of like, is sort of a more Jesuit, like, understanding mm. of just, like, we're here for Jesus and not for that old school, like, stone them if, yeah. if you got them. That old-time religion. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. That Thank was really you. beautiful. We want to sing at my church? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what's the pay like? Yeah, what's the pay like? Oh, it, I mean, like, it depends on, like, how good you are, but usually it's, like, I know that so, one like, church paid $40 dollars a session. $40 a mass. I hope they don't mm. mind me singing this one song called Give Me That Old Time Religion that I ad-lib. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that new time religion. Just give me that old time religion. <laughs> Just so- take that new religion <laughs> off the shelf. <laughs> okay, sorry. Listen to him by myself. This religion ain't got the same soul. And that old, old religion, time religion, religion is rock and roll. All there right, we, go. we gotta. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so like Catholic means universal, it means all encompassing, which like is kind of important towards the whole idea of of just accepting mm-hmm. that, a lot of this that stuff. That oneness idea. Yeah. Right. Um, Let's let's jump forward uh, to this crossroads you're you're talking about. Yeah. Any. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and just start wherever you want, and whatever you want to tell us is cool and tight. So, like, 2017 was uh, publicly just an awful year, just mm. kind of trash mm. for most people. Sure. Um, but personally, for the last six months, everything has just gone. Whoo! Super awful, and yeah. it, it's not any one person's fault. It's like. Issues of personal relationships, my lack of employment, all sorts of things have all kind of tumbled together to make to make church not exactly comforting. Because, like, I'll walk in and I'll listen to this sermon about how um, if you try hard enough, God forgives. Mm-hmm. Or, like, worst case scenario, I'll walk into a sermon where they're just outright hateful. One time in the last year... Somebody, one of the priests made this homily about how Obergefell, the the Supreme Court case that granted um, the right 
to marriage to people of the LGBTQ population was the worst decision ever made and the biggest mistake since Dred Scott, which is a case that said slavery was okay, too. Yikes of mics. Wow. So it, it just felt like another part of my life that had just gotten super complicated unnecessarily mm-hmm. and it, it it's been weighing on me a lot so i i've been kind of like going to church for the whole i'm gonna listen to myself rather than to you mm-hmm. which makes me think is this really my meditative space anymore if somebody is mm-hmm. trying to come in and say if you get an abortion you're a murderer and you don't deserve to go to heaven i i don't necessarily think that that's the Jesus way of doing things, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily know if that's a good way for me to do things. Also, if you follow the lore, nobody deserves to go to heaven, um, right? Preach. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole thing. But I mean, that's you know, like day one. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to count the fucking toothpicks now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been two thousand years, guys. Let's let's let's. Let's move on. Let's figure it out. I thought it was pretty cut and dried the first time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of living through uh, some of the most difficult, like, conflicts that I've ever had to face. And I'm not finding as much support from church as I used to. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still probably going to keep going to church until, like, I definitively know I don't. It doesn't work because, you know, Leviticus 45, 32, right. cut toxic people out of your life in 2018. <laughs> That's so. true. That was one of the prophecies. Yeah. yeah um, mm-hmm. Leviticus only had one good verse. Yeah. And it's the one about the year 2018. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's pretty exact. Too. There's another verse about not doing portmanteaus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's in Micah. Yeah. And Micah had to go through a long, a long and harried journey about. Mm-hmm. Micah really struggled with portmanteaus. He went up on a mountain. <laughs> and and had to not talk to anybody <laughs> because you can't do portmanteaus if you can't talk. That's true. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where I am with my walk. It's it's we're kind of uh sidestepping some things and hopefully I can continue down this path, but I think either way, I mean, I believe that there is a God. I don't really want to evangelize because I've had enough people evangelizing to me about how my brand of Christianity isn't the right brand of Christianity. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I like to prefer, I prefer the way of just, I am a Christian. I am a Catholic, but I am not a nun. I'm not here Mm -hmm. to like, convert you which is a thing yeah. that i have in common with Anne Berlin. you're not like a castlevania catholic <laughs> uh, uh no unfortunately <laughs> i i can't hold the broadsword oh it's it's okay too heavy for my weak noodle arms but yeah so that's where i'm at cool i'll uh, update you in like a year when uh things settle down hopefully you want to do real Christian hours? Let's yeah. do it. Oh, man, yes. We did, we haven't gotten to do real Christian hours in a minute. Who up? I'm a real-ass Christian. We got, like, three questions. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is, uh, oh, God, it's been so long. Yeah. First question, how do you pray? Uh, it's, like a, it's as open as that. Every like, good Catholic, uh, make the sign of the cross first, 
You can kneel if you want to. You could stand. Otherwise, you're not allowed to sit. Um, at the end, you say amen, sign of the cross again, because it's like the, the universal sign of Baptists, please stop bothering me. I already know that Christ exists. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Just like very much closed eyes. It, Don't but, talk to me. So the Do sign of the cross is like saying over when you're on a walkie-talkie? Oh, 100%. It's like clicking the button <laughs> yeah. to God. And, uh, yeah. And In then the name of the Father and, and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Hi, the Father Jesus. and the Son and the Holy Spirit and transmission. <laughs> it's yep. like saying aloha. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Hello and goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like kind of in cowboy language, hello and goodbye is howdy. They're both howdy. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it's like my how do you do, God. Mm. And it, it, I imagine it's like dialing God's voicemail. Mm-hmm. Just like you want to make sure that you enter the code, mm-hmm. his phone number. And then once you're done, like you you're laying your message, ex- hit the pound sign mm-hmm. to you make wanna, sure it's not deleted. You want to dial his extension. Yeah. 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 Well, what's folding? the meat of that sandwich? What goes in those prayers? Is it a similar thing every time? Is the prayer a meditation or is it a direct? The prayer is definitely a meditation. It's 100% okay. like you're memorized Our Father, the yeah. Hail Mary. Um, uh, there's a morning prayer that you can do. There's a prayer at night that you can do. They all sound kind of scary because they're all from like old English sort of stuff. Man, I, everything I hear about Catholicism makes me think it's the one for me. Oh, Jesus, save us from the fires of hell. Fuck yeah! Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Mm-hmm. Badass! It oh. sounds real cool. It's oh, very... The fires of hell, it, that was kind of scary. It's well, very PvP. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very... Yeah. It's a very PvP... There's PvP and PvE Christianity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very much... I, and I prefer it. I prefer to do, like, the whole rosary thing. Because it's the kind of repetition that I personally need to clear my head. Uh, but I think that took a lot of practice. I've been Catholic my entire life, so this is very much something that I'm used to. Once I start saying the prayer, I go full Zen mode. Mm-hmm. Heart rate slows down. See, that kicks ass. Ben Flint was talking about exactly this. He does the same thing because mm-hmm. he's also Catholic. It's so or he's good. like working on it. Or he's or working on it. Yeah, he's doing. He's going through some stuff. I, he's not that's a, a great episode. Is he a cradle Catholic? No. no. Yeah, no, he's he a was, convert. He came to it late yeah. and got way too into it immediately. And now he's like sort of transitioning, finding out, his yeah. balance. Oh, 100%. I think that happens with every Catholic. I mean, when I went to Baptist school and everybody started attacking me for being a Catholic for mm-hmm. no reason, I just went ham on being Catholic. I started running VBS. That's so badass. I yeah, you started, doubled down. I Like, I... Every week they would choose like a student of the week, and since there was only like forty of us, everybody got to be the student of the week at one point. And in the newspaper article that says what I want to be when I grow up, it says missionary. I want to be a missionary like Mother Teresa. I want to go to India and I want to take care of of the the lower castes that are the, the untouchables. And then you like find out more things about Catholicism. Like Mother Teresa was very much just like. Pain will cleanse you, so I'm not going to help you. I'm just going to let you suffer. And then you're just like, why? Yeah. Everything is so nice. Yeah. We ruined it. She's got wonderful PR. She's like she's the, got amazing PR. She's the Michael Jordan of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're both jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both, like, really good at what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really great. Um, so, yeah, but, like, I know that I went too far into Catholicism mm. 
and then I kind of like retreated back. And mm-hmm. I think in part that was because in the Philippines, Catholicism is very much like take care of everybody else. We all need to protect each other from like atrocities because we have like a massive terrorist group in the Philippines. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, environmental destruction is a really big problem on a tropical island. So all that we talked about is how God wants us to believe in climate change. Whoa. Ahead of the Paris Climate Accords, ahead of like Pope Francis coming out and saying like climate change is real. Like the Philippines was very much just like, and if you want to go to heaven, then you better save some trees. Wow. Part of our Bible study was watching Al Gore's. <laughs> what is it called? Oh, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth. Inconvenient Truth. That's the one. Wow. That kicks ass. <laughs> I love it. It's just a bunch of nuns who like to hand out candy, tell you that your socks were too short and that you had to go home and then teach us about climate change. Is is the Catholic Church, is, w- with respect to like uh, Mother Teresa's work with the lower <laughs> caste and stuff, is the Catholic Church good about class? Historically, no. Okay. <laughs> Historically, awful about it. Because one of the reasons that you have the whole schism and the Martin Luther thing is because of indulgences, which yes. says, like, you can definitely, you can hella pay off your sins, but if you don't have enough money, you're going to hell sort yeah. of thing. And it was never good. Um, these days, it's doing better about transcending that whole class idea, but you can only really see that not in Western countries. You have to Makes go to, sense. like... Latin America is having this huge boom of of not only Catholicism but evangelical Christianity, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is based on the ideas of of um, I'm gonna forget uh, his name Jose Bolivar and his whole like socialist identity of like everybody should contribute to the community rather than to the to the mm-hmm. to the greater to their own like personal like needs. Mm-hmm. So it depends on where you go, man. Huh. Um, yeah. But there's always that whole I- idea in the Catholic Church that you have to give what you have to someone else. Yeah. So, there's a lot of donative intent mm-hmm. around there. Right. Action, action is a different thing. but Action is a very different thing. But I think one thing that's really great about the Catholic Church is that mm-hmm. it gets so much money that it can put so much money into projects that they want to fix. Yeah, that's true. Not as much money as I want them to. Sure. Um, but you know, like gold's expensive. <laughs> gold is so expensive. Like do you understand how difficult it is to 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 dust those Berlini columns? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. god. Um let's uh let's keep rolling just cuz. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so question 2, is God humanoid or not? I used to think so. I don't think so anymore. I think God is just kind of a My mom always told me that the reason that I am never going to fully understand why the Bible makes sense is because it's not written like in a language that I should understand. It's written in the language of God, and God has a different understanding than what I get. Huh. So it's just a thing that is that gets the whole picture. Yeah. Third question, uh what is the Holy Spirit and what is the Holy Spirit's job? So the Holy Spirit is one part of the Holy Triduum, which is just like, um, imagine like a block of cheese, like a, a triangle of cheese. Okay. Um, each side is a different part of, of God in the Catholic understanding. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's all cheese. It's all the same block of cheese. That's the best way I have to explain it. Yeah. So... Um, the Holy Spirit is one side of that block of cheese, and the the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to just kind of be with people everywhere. 
at all mm-hmm. times. It's the force. It is literally the force. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. That's pretty tight. That's Righteous. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much. Of we course. are going to move on real quick to to quarantine. Yes. Uh, and I've got notes, and I think I think we just blaze through and react because mm-hmm. we are uh, a little bit low on time. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> uh, the book is Quarantine, um, a novel, or the novel, mm-hmm. I forget which, by Jim Crace. Uh, Quarantine is Jim Crace's imaginative and powerful retelling of Christ's fabled 40-day fast in the desert. Uh, in Crace's account, Jesus travels to a cluster of arid caves where he crosses paths with a small group of exiles who are on a pilgrimage to find redemption. One wealthy and manipulative quarantiner recognizes characteristics in Christ that he believes are divine. Evoking the strangeness and beauty of the desert landscape, Crace provocatively interprets one of our most important stories. A little bit of alt history for you guys. Um, and then we have reactions. What do, what do you guys think of so far? I think I, it's an interesting idea. I mean, he was gone for 40 days, and, like, God knows what I can get up to in 40 days. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. He could have he could have done all kinds of stuff in those caves. Or he could have just, like, laid there and did nothing. Cause, like, also good. I kind of imagine Christ just kind of chilling out in a cave and being like, let's think about what I'm doing with mm-hmm. my life. I'm 30 years old, and people have just started telling stories about me. He could have filmed the film 40 Crazy Days and 40 Crazy Nights. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. We don't know, but that's an but interesting no. premise of like him running into people. Because in in the in the Catholic Bible, the way that it's stated is that he goes into the desert and like the only person he encounters is the Satan. Damn devil! Yeah. The damn devil. <sighs> Lucifer, the so, luminous one. Yeah. The essential plot synopsis of this book, to go a little bit deeper, is. Jesus goes into the desert to fast, and he runs into these exiles or whatever. And one exiled woman has a sick husband, and Jesus heals him completely. Maybe gives him a, a few extra hearts on on top or whatever. Right. Maybe makes him like good at CrossFit. Nice guy, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then it kind of goes sideways. Like that guy that he heals kind of is a is a shithead. Oh no. Yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of that's the whole point of of Catholicism generally is that like it thinking about all of the people that Jesus would hang out with, it's just people who did some bad things and decided to change their mind. Yeah. So that can go entirely the other way where it's just like remember there's this story of of Jesus healing the blind man. Like that guy could have gone on to murder like an entire village. We that's don't true. know. But that's not the point. It's that you know, Jesus and thus like religion, Catholicism, that whole story is yeah. supposed to show us that like this can heal you. You decide what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why you only get three years of Jesus. Damn. That's that's what I got. Yeah, baby. So if you're interested, listener, in a in a book that tells that gives you a brutal retelling of Jesus's fast in the desert, check out Quarantine by Jim Crace. Cool. Y- y'all ready for Tune Talk? Let's do it. Let's talk Tune. All right, buckle down. We're going to get into some tune talk right now. Mm-hmm. I've already got the album open. Whoa, where do you want to start? Give us a brief overview of why this is important to you. 
Okay, so uh, Anne Berlin's second album is called Never Take Friendship Personal. And the reason that I chose it is because it's the it's the first Anne Berlin uh, CD that I ever listened to. Um, it's the right amount of sort of like punkish emo stuff included in this whole like pop rock Christian music thing that I, it really appealed to me when I was young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it doesn't sound like Christian music, which we can kind of discuss in a little bit, but I recommend starting off with their good old time and confusion. All right. Let's see. Yep. Too many people making too many problems. <laughs> time and confusion. Almost exactly that's what the song sounds like. It's very like It's like mode. Oh, sorry, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean to. Go for it. Okay. Okay, this yeah, sounds like it. the alternate cut to of City Escape on the Sonic Adventure. Yeah, it absolutely oh, yeah. does. Wow, it absolutely does. Yeah. It's just like a less cheesy vocalist. Oh no, it's a more cheesy vocalist. <laughs> I would say he's got it's. They've got a real leather pants sounding guy in there. Mm -hmm. So uh, Amberlin uh, is is one of those bands that very much jumped on the um, the leather pants uh, singer sort of vibe. I personally like them because I was listening to a lot of kind of weird, uh, more depressing music, like My Chemical Romance, sure. um, Green Day, during mm. their whole uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends phase. Yeah, baby. It's just like a lot of down and dour songs. Mm. And then I found Amberlin, which is kind of like upbeat and poppy. And like, it's not necessarily like the best composed song, mm. but I liked the message. And it it it's it motivates you. It's like a oh, it's a it's a music with a fist out in front of it, like yep. going up and down. It drives. It drives. It that's drives what, that's sure. what I'm. It's very pop punky, mm. but not. It's not teen pop punk. Right. Yes. It's like pop punk for the post teen. Right. Yeah. Which I was a preteen at the time, so I was like I was feeling myself when I was listening to that stuff, and it made me less depressed. So yeah. Um, one thing that Anne Berlin has always kind of uh, so it's they're signed by Tooth and Nail, which is a Christian rock. Oh yes, we're record. very familiar with Tooth and Nail on this podcast. Good old Tooth and Nail. Yeah. I do. I I've always loved them, and I will always love them for what they've done for my youth and childhood. Yep. Mm -hmm. But so Anne Berlin signed with Tooth and Nail, but they never really advertise themselves as a Christian rock band. One thing that I find really interesting is that the lead singer doesn't write lyrics in order to say like. Here is the Lord, blah, 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 the Lord. And there's a lot of great Christian music that does that, but I always feel kind of, like, surprised by the by the Jesus turn in a lot of these acoustic versions of, like, whatever Sella is doing these days. Mm -hmm. And Anne Berlin was just like, we're not a Christian rock group, but we are all Christian, so that's going to always inform what we do. I gotcha. Yeah, there's Christian bands, and then there's Christians in a band. 
And that's that's kind of Anne Bruins thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. like explicitly mention Jesus all the time. It does every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets into some like stranger adult themes. Lots of drug stuff. Let's talk. Whoa. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. So what themes are we tackling on this particular album? This album goes into a lot of the whole like angst of like teenagerdom of uh, of this idea that like not everything is as it seems and everything's going to disappoint you and you can't really rely on anybody except yourself and if you can't like yourself then there's no point to any of this at all uh which what really spoke to me as like a very angry um freshman in high school so yeah so, but it, it's not like nihilist right oh definitely not i think there's always that at the very end it's it's very interesting. They never end on a, a flat or a sharp note. It's always very much a, a nice little ending. Mm. It's mm. very obvious and hopeful in a way. Let's play uh let's play the next song. Yeah. We're gonna go gong show style here. Let's do it. Paper okay. thin him. Paper go. thin him. Yep. I like I love when a song does this as the intro. Yeah, there it is. It's a different, it's a change up from the time and confusion sort of thing. Okay. I I, I was way into that song until the vocals kicked in. Oh, 100%. Right? His voice doesn't exactly match what's going on with the rest of the band. Yeah. What year did this album come out? 2007. Oh, yeah, because... Si- five. 2005, sorry. Ooh. ooh um, it was a difficult time for everybody, then. Mm-hmm. The length on that intro feels extremely 2005. Yes, oh, 100%. absolutely. Yeah. We only ever get straight into songs mm-hmm. now. Which I think I prefer... No one's got time. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I prefer, but like this album did introduce me to a lot of concepts that other albums still do. Like the instrumental track, there's mm-hmm. one on there. Which one? It's I think the Symphony of Blase. <laughs> this is not the one, <laughs> but well, uh, it's good. It's very fun. Um, and then like the six-minute song. Oh so hell that's yeah! Dance, dance, Krista Pafkin. Should we switch? Uh, skip any to part of one thirty. Skip to 130. Perfect. Okay. Which is like, that's the whole intro part. Okay, let's see. Which is insane. See? See, that's the voice of a guy who buys what he's selling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the previous song didn't feel like that. Yeah, and so that's that's the big problem with Never Take Friendship Personal. Their next album is called Cities, which mm. is kind of more cohesive as a narrative. And uh, it, it's always been described that the first album that they do, Blueprints, um, for something else, I can't remember what it is. Sure. Blueprints um, is a very much me, man against man. This one, uh, Never Take Friendship Personal, is very much man against self. And then... Mm. The cities very much sort of transcends that a little bit better. Um, and so we've got Adelaide, mm-hmm. which is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once again, it deals with a lot of themes of like loneliness. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, it's very much just like, but you can find comfort in yourself if you turn to the right things. 
sort of. Like God. God. Like God. Blueprints for the black market is what what that first one is called. Yeah. Um, So I think they made a lot of changes throughout that time while still maintaining this sort of like, we are Christian, but we're not overtly Christian, which I I appreciated um, as somebody who kind of lives their life like that. It's it's very funny, though. Um, They toured with Fall Out Boy. Hell yeah. In the 2000s. And the uh, wow, that's like singer. touring with Zeppelin in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I mean, they really nailed it. Uh, yeah, on a plane, you mean? The lead singer, <laughs> his name is Stephen Sondheim, uh, and Stephen likes to Stephen say that Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> <laughs> He's produced a couple of hits, but not too many. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Christian um is lead no singer. fucking way no Sorry, no water. joke and there's also a guy named i think christian allegheny or something who comes on later anyway Stephen christian always likes to say that fallout boy never understood really what christianity was until they toured with Anne Berlin. i 100 percent take that as canon i believe that story wow now they're fallout men of god <laughs> now uh they're fishers of boy <laughs> <laughs> Fishers of Boy is a, <laughs> is a T-shirt that we need to print. Oh my! God. I think it'll be beautiful. I yeah. we'll, we'll get the designers out on that right I, away. I can't wear a shirt that says Fishers of Boy. No one can. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, nobody, yeah. nobody really gets that luxury no. to do that. Fallout Boy, but caught by God. What else? What what's, else? Yeah. What's the next one on this album? Okay, the next one on this album that we're gonna do is called the Feel Good Drag. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. This one starts... No, it still starts like 30 seconds from now. Okay, one second. Let me skip. Yeah, he goes back into this whole, like, I'm not... I'm singing in front of a band, but who cares? Who gives a shit? Make all the noise you want. I'm going to stay at this energy level. It is a it is an album that was growing as it was being written. Ooh. And I respect that a lot because that was what I needed at the time. Um, it wasn't perfectly finished. Oh, good. I like that a lot. And it was figuring out his voice. It was figuring out its sound. And I I thought that that was like really... Pivotal to my existence at the time. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. What's next? Right next, we've got. Um, here's a fun one. It's called Stationary Stationary. Oh, that's uh, now for our listeners. That's both spellings of stationary. <laughs> that both stationary as in not moving and stationary, uh, the writing stuff. Um, and you should skip. <laughs> Commonly that. referred to as stationary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that doesn't move on its own. <laughs> <laughs> so you should skip to like uh, 25 seconds. All right. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those, like, I know how to do wordplay, so everybody be impressed with me. Okay. Is this kind of like a, is your man treating you good kind it's, of song? So it starts off like that, and you've listened to it the first time, mm. and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is what it's about. It's a dude who's just, like, feeling too friend zone. Mm-hmm. I listened to it recently, and I was like, oh, no, this guy is literally just saying, like, dude, be nicer to yourself. 
Give yourself things that you deserve. And I... Like a better man. Like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me. I, because you deserve it. I think it is so easy. It is so easy, you guys, to pretend that every song from the early 2000s was very much just like, I'm the good guy. Why don't you just believe in me? Mm. Well, that, no, it's, it's, at, it is super easy to At some that. point, you have to understand that like, there were generally, genuinely people who were just like, man, your boyfriend sucks. Be nicer to yourself. Yeah. Think that you can have better things, even if it means being alone. Like, not just presenting wow. yourself as the alternative option. And I think that grew me into a better person of just, like, this album in particular, like, brought me back from the, the sadness that was um, a lot of, like, the boy bands. Yeah. Like, Fall Out mm. Boy, like, Panic at the Disco. That was very much just, like, I'm a shitty boyfriend, but I make you feel like a billion different things at once. And mm. this album is just, like, who gives a shit if he's just, like, making you feel a billion things at once? Does he Does he treat you like you want? Does he ask to hold your hand? Does he believe in things that you talk about? And with no music, does he dance? Does he have, wow. a, does he have a Blue Apron subscription? <laughs> <laughs> does he have... A better way, can but, we? A but, better way to love. But but no, you're you're really right. Like uh, it's really easy for Alex and I, who both suffer really <laughs> bad from irony poisoning. Yeah, to, like, I'm dying of it to like pick all this stuff apart. <laughs> mm. But and uh, this is a band. But no, this could mean a lot of things. To, this could mean different things to people, and I could see how it could be empowering. And sorry, I just like sniffed straight into this microphone. We're leaving it in. It's human. Yeah, I could. We're leaving it in. I Let's could, all three do a big sniff at the same time. <laughs> Felt good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could see how it would be empowering, and I could totally respect it. Okay. Next, we're gonna do a heavy-hearted work of staggering genius. I literally we, wrote a poem. That's after a, this. so fucking funny. Let's give us. Let's give. Let's get two more in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll wrap up. <laughs> This is a minute 13 long. Yeah. Oh, this is the, this is the instrumental. Oh. And I, I've written poems to this instrumental on repeat. Badass. Yeah, hell Just yeah. Just because, like, oh, I mean, like, the poems didn't turn out that badass, but, like. I love the sound of this. And so, like, this band was trying all these different things out. And I loved it. And I'm sure it's been done before by some some white guy with, like, really long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know. It just appealed to me as a youngin'. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially since it was music I could listen to at school. Right. Yeah. It was CCM. Yeah. I love that instrumental so much. I like the guitar specifically for me really did it. Because it was, like, a weird, like... I don't know. It was like bendy and distorted in like a '60s way. It was yes. it, it was the dirtiest track that yeah. I've heard so so far. Definitely, yeah. and it's the dirtiest track that you're gonna hear from that album entirely because it's not. Hit it doesn't a, get hit us with one more. One let's, more. Let's end it strong. All right, let's end this strong. And I'm going to end this strong by uh, pulling an audible. Oh, dot yeah. com. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give us money if you want. Uh, literally everybody needs Ooh, to looks like we're money. going off album here yeah and so we're gonna listen to this song called yeah we're gonna listen to Adelaide which is from Cities which was a hit song 
that came out in 2000. I think this one's 2007, and it actually hit the billboards at Ooh. 148 or something. Nice. Because cool. they were touring with uh, Fall Out Boy. So, Adelaide. The Good Woman of the Woods. Here we go. Oh, good reference. Thank you. Ooh. Still 2007. Yeah. Should I have skipped any? Skip 230. And this is just See, a classic love song. This is this is what good pop punk vocals sound like. It's it's a guy like yelling and whining at the same time, but in a way that you buy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. You really had me going this time. Like that specifically is something a whole crowd can all scream while fist pumping. Oh, hundred percent. And this is when uh, this is when the band actually hit stride. Um, it was written in majority by Stephen Christian and another yes. guy named Nathan Strayer, who actually died last year, December 15th, Badass. 2017. So, um, yeah, I that's why I caught up with Anne Berlin, because I saw that news, and it was so sad. So, Man, but, yeah, I buy Adelaide way more than I buy like most of those other songs. Oh, from 100%. Everything, right? And, like, while Cities is definitely the better well-produced, it's definitely the better well-written song. I will always love Never Take Friendship Personal, and it's the one that I always, like, it's my go-to, like, let's talk about Anne Berlin, just because of how much work gets put into it and how mm-hmm. much weird, like, things that they were trying and testing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. But that's that's Anne Berlin. Uh, it's a Christian rock band for people who don't uh, want surprise Jesus riffs, but mm-hmm. who do want some uh, a little bit of hope in their life for better things. Hmm. Let's roll into final thoughts on that note, huh? Yeah. Let's start. Who wants to start? Um, I'll start. Uh, I would say that uh, Never Take Friendship Personal is, first of all, of a genre that puts it at a negative two for me immediately. That's fair. Um, Just because I don't really have a background with it. But that said, I mean, some of the stuff they did is a lot of fun. And uh, when they hit, they hit hard. Um, And I, I think that that, for that reason... I'm going to go ahead and give him an exact 50%. Six disciples, no Judas. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I really don't think... So, I, by the way, I really love your rating system. I don't think that Thank this you. album deserves a Judas just because of how earnest it is. Exactly. So, I... Because it is it is an old and dear favorite, I will mm-hmm. always give it an, uh, an 8 out of 12. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No Judas. Um, only Bartholomew. And... <laughs> and... Yeah. I just think it's not it's not a great album, but it's one that if you listen to it, it's charming in a way that I really like. Okay, uh, I don't have the same handicap as Alex on the mm-hmm. on the pop punk <laughs> thing, uh, so I think this was kind of a case of bad timing for me because I listened to this album in two thousand and nine, and it kind of came along a little bit too late for me because I had already. I had already, by and large, moved on to secular stuff. And back in 2005, I was a Switchfoot boy. Mm. I was a Five Iron Frenzy boy. I was a Reliant K boy. And uh, I I found this album, and I liked it. It never managed to really hold my attention the way it could have back if I found it as it dropped. I, I think I would have loved it a lot more. Uh, that said... Um, 
I think this album has a lot of good things going on it in it. The instrumentals are really cool. They've got really long, like, mid-2000s-ass intros that I don't really want to end. Um, I kind of... When I was a kid, I would get bummed when they'd start singing because I just wanted the whole song to be intro. But, uh, the like Alex was saying, the vocalist sounds like he belongs in the band he's in. Yeah. Which is, which is big. The beats drive. It's extremely pop punk. Yeah. But not in a not in an adolescent kind of way. Yes. That's exactly it. There's like a maturity to it. Right? And uh I don't know. I, I my only real my only real gripe besides missing the boat on this is I wish there was a bit of a more raw sound to it. Mm-hmm. It was it was maybe just a hair overproduced. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine without a Judas. Wow. Nice. Yeah. No Judas is here. No, none here. He's already this hung himself. It's a betrayal-free zone. Uh, well, uh, Victoria, uh, you heard us talk about quarantine earlier. Mm-hmm. What is a piece of Christian or tangentially Christian media that you would like for us to consume between now and our next recording? Um, that is a very good question. I think that I would probably say you should listen to another band. Um, with a, uh, it's not necessarily Christian, but gives me good Catholic feels. Okay. And it's honestly, listen to Neutral Milk Hotel. Hell yeah. While thinking about your, like, your walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which you album? do that. Um, uh, in an airplane, airplane over okay. the okay. sea. Like, I know it sounds unorthodox, but mm. I highly recommend it because it gave me a new perspective on how I see a lot of things in okay. my walk. Yeah. I'll, so do I'll that. listen to it and really pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and Star Wars. That's a, that's a Jesus Christ yeah, it is. story. So watch Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It's good. And it people good. can it's, it's attack good. me in my mentions. It's extremely good. Hey, attack yeah. me you're in not, my mentions about Star Wars being good too. Borgs are good. You're not going to catch cool. any flack from any of us. It's probably it's. I don't know if I'm a if I'm a baby with no taste, but it's probably the best one. I, I'm it, a baby with no taste, and it's the best one. It yeah. feels, well, me okay. on. it feels okay. like the first one that's about anything. Exactly. So yeah. come mm-hmm. at us. Mentions are open. Yeah. 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 You you can at me. My DMs are open too. For private arguments. My dungeon masters are also <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, My dungeon master is a little bit uh, socially anxious, so he doesn't want you to contact him. Mm-hmm. I get if it. If you'd be nice enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, folks. Uh, I think that's all we have. Yeah. yeah. That's podcast, so we just got to close it out here. Um, this, uh, this podcast is produced in uh, conjunction with Good Trash Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is produced by Good Trash Media. Um, please go to goodtrashmedia.com to check out the other podcast that is produced on this network, the Good Trash Genre Cast, where a bunch of sweet boys we like, Dalton, Dustin, and Arthur, mm-hmm. re- review and analyze films like you would in a film school about films that would never be in a film school for any reason. Uh, thank you to Jarvix for our themes or our you know theme music. Uh, doesn't have a name but thank you to jarvix for that mm-hmm. and be sure to check out patreon.com slash gtm right. to uh to give our masters money yeah and enjoy specifically our caleb masters <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy bonus content from them mm-hmm. um so we're gonna we're gonna do that dang sign off yeah we're gonna say the same thing that we always do at the end of every episode which is 
if you're hankering for some Christ, just pray it out in the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> if you're hankering for some Christ, just pray it out in the bathroom, folks. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Holy Ghost round the whip, what what? 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 Holy Ghost round the whip, what what?